Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to a special episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. But today on the show, this is the Oscars episode. You know what? We're a movie podcast. It's kind of a prerequisite that we have an Oscars predictions episode. Uh, to be honest, as great of a year as 2018 was for movies, and I really do believe that, there were some great movies, and plus it was the year that we started Piecing It Together. Um, this Oscar season has been somewhat of a train wreck, and I almost didn't want to do this special episode, but I just felt like we had to. And regardless, we had a great time doing it anyway. Joining me for this one is Chris Cranock, who has been on the show a bunch of times and has plenty of opinions to go along, not just on the movies we talk about, but on the Oscars themselves. So let's jump into this conversation where we go through... Some of the major categories, not all of them, because we just wanted to keep this a little bit brief, uh, but we go through them and we talk about our pick, our guess, and a movie that was left out that we think should have been nominated. Let's go to it. Something that uh, we almost weren't going to do on the show, but here we are, we're doing it. I've got with us Chris Cranock to talk about the Oscars. How you doing, Chris? <laughs> I'm doing well. Your favorite subject, that right? That sounds oxymoronic <laughs> that I'm here to talk about the Oscars. Yeah. But yeah, I'm here. Hello. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing this for the fans, really, is what it comes down to. Because, I mean, to be honest, this Oscar season, I'm, I'm, I'm a defender of the Academy Awards. I really enjoy watching them. Mm -hmm. But this year has been kind of just, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's a mess. It's just... From the no host thing to a lot of movies that are being left off completely, like yep. you know, it's just yeah, it's not their finest moment. No, it's and, gotten weirder and weirder. <laughs> I've I've always kind of personally held a gr uh, like a grudge against the Academy Awards because uh, they never gave Stanley Kubrick a Best Picture or Best Director Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, so it's always kind of been a sore subject for me. Sure, but no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just such a political disaster and mess yeah. with a lot of money and. I also don't like rich celebrities crying and thanking God for a golden statue. Or Harvey Weinstein. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's kind of like a deep burning hatred. But at the same time, uh, I think that Best Picture kind of supersedes all that because usually the movie that should win does, or at least a, a movie with a lot of merit. Yeah. So I do love that like it will get people to see the movies. Exactly. And yeah. so, I mean, all, all my kidding and all of my jabs aside which you're gonna hear plenty of them i'm sure, sure. uh i do think that there is a 
good thing and a good silver lining and that people should see these movies and it's more exposure for these movies. Of course, if you can get into a conversation that like the real movies you should see didn't have enough money to even get nominated. Right. That's a different podcast for a different time. Sure. Absolutely. So. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything about that. Cause yeah, it does, it does bring the movies like even some of the ones that, you know, have limited showings. If they do well on Oscar mm-hmm. night, they're going to come back in the theaters. There's going to be another chance to see these movies. I mean, it definitely gets a bigger audience. Yeah. So for instance, uh, the wife is still playing in theaters yeah. and I saw that four months ago. So yeah. that shows you the power of the Oscars is that you know, this movie that should, would have been gone in a week, especially sure. in Las Vegas, uh, has been playing this entire time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it, there's a lot of good in it too. It's mainly just to get these films seen. Sure. You know, well, so. we're not going to do every category because, I mean, quite frankly, I haven't seen any of the shorts. And we're not like, doing assistant sound design? Yeah, what? N- no. n- none of that. None okay. of that. But um, we are going to do about, I think, seven or eight categories. And we're going to kick it off with the category you suggested, the original screenplay category. Yeah, I think as we should, uh, the original list you sent me didn't give any love to writers. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, yeah, scores on there, Mr. <laughs> Music yeah, Man. I know. I had to include that for myself, <laughs> of course. No, but uh, yeah, original screenplay, I thought, we got, we had had to talk about it. Sure. So uh, my three, which do you want to tell the audience uh, yeah. our formula here? Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do uh, our what we think is going to win, what our pick would be, and then also something that wasn't nominated that we think should have been. So why don't you go ahead with the original screenplay? What you think those are? Okay. So what I think will win is Green Book. Uh, I think that I would love if First Reformed would win okay uh although i have to say i i like green book quite a bit and i would be, t- be totally fine with that winning but i also think first reformed is is a technically a better screenplay more original and mm-hmm. really should have should be celebrated more and then the one i wish was on there was uh eighth grade nice i think eighth grade deserved uh honestly deserved the nod like it's a br- brilliantly written screenplay beautiful screenplay and i mean th- there's just so many great things about that screenplay, not uh, the least of which is that it's a dude who's written such a beautifully female story. Yeah. I mean, you know, he really kind of yeah. just nails it. You know? It's really a delicate uh, film in general. And there's, yeah. you know, with Bo Burnham, he was doing uh, at the, at the uh, Writers Guild of America in Los Angeles uh, this week, actually. Uh, I'm trying to get down there, but he's uh, kind of doing a Q&A about... Uh, the writing process uh, of that script and what it was like because you're right it's a challenge especially for you know what a, like a young man to write this screenplay it's so yeah. sensitive and delicate and has so much rich detail and uh very naturalistic uh it's just a great great script i thought it was absolutely. really impressed great movie but also really well written absolutely well uh my guess and pick is first reformed okay um i i think that not only is it Unfortunately, with the with the Oscars, of course, we get into that whole politics thing. Right, I, sure. I think Paul Schrader is going to get his, you know, career award here. You know what I you mean? You think that? Really? Yeah, I do. Kind I, of I, how Scorsese won for Departed, exactly. when, but not Raging Bull. Yeah, okay. exactly. I can and see that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's absolutely an awesome, you know, yeah. it's, it's a great a deserving script. Totally deserving. Um, but yeah, I do think a little bit of that is at play. Also, um, I think it's like the one place A24 is going to win anything this year. It's True. also, I think maybe their only nominee this year which is just yeah, insane for the major ones yeah, yeah it, it's crazy um but yeah so i do think that's going to win and it is my pick and my uh wish it was nominated is eighth grade as well oh okay so, there you go yeah i'm on board with you right there exactly sure. well it's funny because you know one of the things and we had you know you and i did a whole podcast about 
Green Book, so people can go back and listen to kind of what we thought about it. Mm-hmm. We want it for a greater detail. But like, I really love Green Book, and I was expecting not to like it. Yeah. And one of the things that was so good about it, I thought, was a really fresh take on this kind of trite idea. You know, I mean, the, the the premise is kind of simple and trite. And yet the screenplay was written very beautifully and eloquently, and it was very funny, and it took a lot of turns that you wouldn't normally take in a movie like this that could have mm. been so formula. So I really am okay with it winning. It's, I think it is a great screenplay. You know what I mean, it's something that I identify with on, a, on even a personal level, but there's something about First Reform that's so so unique and so real and, and so beautifully written and, and poetic that I don't think anything yeah. holds a candle to it. Uh, yeah. And thankfully, we have the, the author of Green Book uh, saying something, agreeing with Trump on the internet. So hopefully that means that he'll just lose everything. And showing his penis at parties. Was he showing his penis? Yes, yes. Oh, Which okay. might give him a few more votes in this room. Yeah, I, I could forgive the Trump thing. I mean, yeah. I know it's a lot for me to say, but the penis thing might be a bit much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I'm a little torn on Green Book. I was when we recorded it. I still am, but it it's still good. Though. It's a great it's, movie. It's good. I really love it. I mean, great is a big word. Great's a hef- heavy word. It's not the most original or the, or the smartest, but it's pretty original and it's pretty smart for what it is. Sure. And I, I'm a fan of that movie. All right, let's move on to original score, which is, of course, you know, my category as a composer. Um, so, well, why don't we let you go first, though? I was going to say, do you want us to go first on that one? Wanna... All right, yeah, go you ahead. know what? I will go first. Go then. ahead. All right, how about that? All right, so my uh, my pick would be uh, Nicholas Bertel's score for If Beale Street Could Talk, which is just absolutely beautiful. You, th- you think it's going to win? Uh I, or no, yeah, no. That's 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 my pick for what I would like. Okay, to win. yeah. Um, I think what's gonna win is gonna be Ludwig Göransson's Black Panther score. Um, I think a lot of people are out here thinking Black Panther is gonna be a big winner. No. I'm not really sure that's gonna happen, but I do think some of the below, you know, yep. the line categories, it's gonna win. And I think this is an area where they can easily nominate it because it is a great score. It was very beautifully done and captures that feeling and everything, but in a kind of a new way. So yeah. I, I do, I did enjoy it quite a bit. That score. Yeah. Well, this is not to, I mean, not to be a controversial or mm-hmm. anything, and not to sound overly cynical about the Academy Awards. But I kind of feel like the Black Panther thing, because that's not a bad movie. Sure. I don't particularly think it's like best picture material. Right. Yeah. Uh, neither Bohemian Rhapsody either. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the hell they're doing this year. Uh-huh. But with Black Panther, to me, it feels like a political move sure. on, on their behalf. It's almost like a more subtle version of getting Chris Rock to host. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, let's just put something there that doesn't make it seem just like old, crusty white people. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of feel like that is a little bit of that move. Uh, not that it's a bad film. But I just don't know if it belongs where where it's being cast. And I agree, actually. I think I have the exact same list as you. I I think Black Panther is going to win. Yeah. I think mainly for political reasons, but I don't think it's a beautiful score. Yeah, it's, it's really well movie. done. Uh, and I actually picked if Bill Street could talk, if if that's what I would like for it to win. Absolutely. And then what I wish was included. Oh, was I, did, co- I didn't oh, do mine. Oh, you didn't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I cut just, you off. I just realized oh, I'm that. I'm sorry. I didn't go ahead. No, it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, what I wish was nominated. I actually had a lot of trouble with this because I had like at least three or four that I sure. wish was nominated. But um, Lauren Balfe's score for Mission Impossible Fallout, which wow. is my favorite version <laughs> of this score ever. I love it so much. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. I saw the movie in the theater three times, and every time my fingers are just tapping <laughs> the whole time to the percussion. I just love it. There's probably not a lot wrong with that movie. Yeah. I really liked Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. Bring 7 on. Oh, 
Seven and eight. And eight. 2021 and 2022. (laughs) Right, six. It's happening. I don't care how many there are. I want all all of it. I hope they just start slowly replacing parts of uh, Tom Cruise's organic body with with robotic parts. I'm on board. He's a cyborg. What's your add on uh, Um, test score? I have have two, uh, which are tied. Uh, The first one, which I'd like to see, would be Hereditary. Because I think it was a beautiful score. I think it's a more avant-garde horror film, and so it had more freedom to give it a little bit more of an artistry that most horror films don't have the luxury to do in terms sure. of composition. I thought that was really good. And I'm gonna throw it out there for the first time, but not the last. First Man. Mm. I'm. A, I thought it was a beautiful piece of music, and I I love that movie, and we're gonna talk about it some more. So deal with it. I'm really happy that First Man isn't nominated. All props to Justin Horowitz, yeah. but um, but it would have won. <laughs> Plain and it's simple. the best. It would have won, and I don't know why it's not nominated. It won every other fucking award. I don't yeah. know why it's not yeah. nominated. Um, and it would have been like an open and shut case, this category, if he had been nominated. Because I really think it's objectively the best, in my opinion. I don't agree, but it would have won. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. I think maybe if Beale Street is tied for me, because that's a really beautiful score, it's though, so good. in terms of quality. Yeah, they're both really, really good. But yeah, it's strange that they weren't nominated, and uh, I think Very it should have been. Should have been. So let's move on to cinematography. What do you got there for your uh, your pick, your guess, and what wasn't nominated? All right, so I think what's going to win, unfortunately, is the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Cold War should win, um, and I really wish that First Man was nominated because okay. I think First Man was a brilliantly told story which was predominantly told visually mm-hmm. and i think that uh that's one of the things i really appreciated about the film is that it wasn't trying to tell us in any other way through the screenplay it was trying to tell us through the camera mm-hmm. and i think that the design of that was kind of ingenious and in how it was done and the kind of for- first person feeling that it gave us um but yeah so i feel like the favorite might win uh because again i don't think it's going to take best original screenplay or it's going to take best director or p- best picture but I think um, it kind of has a unique slant on the... It has a lot, a lot sure. of wide angles and stuff like that. And I don't think it's deserving. I don't think it should win. But I just have a hunch somewhere deep down that it's going to take it. And then Cold War is just probably, out of the nominees, the most elegant, beautiful film that I saw. One of, one of the most beautiful of this, of this year. Cold War just opened here uh, this weekend. And I'm hoping to go catch it. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. Um, well, my my pick and my guess, I'm kind of surprised you didn't say it, is uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Yeah. Um, I The only way I see it not winning is if, you know, the Academy tries to make a stand against Netflix or something. Um, yeah. I mean, it seems like people have lost their minds for how beautiful it is <laughs> and everything. And yeah. I mean, I don't... Like I, I liked Roma. I did not love it as much as a lot of people did, mm. but I did like it a lot. And I think if anything is... I think this is the category where it's most deserving of anything. I mean, I do think it has a very good chance for a lot of the other big categories, yeah. but I think this is the one where it's the most deserving. Um, that being said, uh, I'm going to go totally uh, left field here for my uh, wish it was nominated, <laughs> and that is Benjamin Loeb's work on Mandy. Oh, okay, um, yeah. No, <laughs> I, is just I, such a so wild insane. movie. Yeah, <laughs> so crazy. And some of the shots, I mean, are just... Aside from the visual aspect, I mean, just the way they're done. I mean, it just it just looks awesome from yeah. beginning to end. So much cool stuff happening. So many inventive shots and angles and things. Yeah, well, you have a movie that kind of expressionistic and that crazy, you can get away with murder. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is that's kind of a delicate thing, though, is that you don't always want to have the kitchen sink approach 
when it comes to your camera. Sure. Maybe sometimes you do. It, there's no real rule. There's no set of rules. Or you know, it's just like, does this work for this project? Yeah. And I think Mandy was so nuts that they just kind of had fun with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and definitely was unique. But I could see. I don't know if it would ever get nominated. I don't no, know if it has the political no. power. But, yeah, not a chance. But that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> well, let's go on to director then. What is your picks for director? I'm going to have to go with Roma on this one. I think Alfonso's going to take it. And for me, that's the same. I want him to, to win. I would like him to win out of that category. Um, and uh, the one I really wish that he would be nominated uh, would, would be um, Brady Corbett, which uh, was the guy who did uh, Vox Lux. Mm, right so I, I wish he got Because for me, that movie is one of the movies that has the strongest directorial vision, I think, of the year besides Aroma. You know, Roma has, a, has such a strong directorial vision but I think Brady uh, did a phenomenal job with Vox Lux, and there's a real, there's a hand behind it guiding the entire project. Mm-hmm. Which for me, it could have been. It was, you know, it's an ambitious movie. There's there's a lot of creative flourish in it, and yet it all seemed right at home and right in place. And I think it takes a very strong directorial north star to kind of pull that movie off. And that's just a, definitely a victim of politics. So I really wish that he was able to get a nomination. I would have liked that as well. Yeah, it's not what I put, but I definitely <laughs> would enjoy that as well. Yeah, um, yeah I love Vox Lux so much. Me and too, uh, you know, I didn't realize that I had both of these uh, the same, but I guess I did both guess and pick Roma, Alfonso Cuaron yeah. for this one as well. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's his to lose for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't see any way he's going to lose this. I he mean, shouldn't lose it, really. Yeah. Given the nominees, even if yeah. you know, even if Corbett was nominated, I don't think anyone should win except for Alfonso. The only person I think could possibly give him a run for his money is Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Not that I necessarily think it deserves it, like but a I legacy just, award. Time? Yeah, exactly. Another one of those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, but really, I think it's Cron. Yeah, I think it's it. in the bag for him. Yeah. I mean, Roma is an expertly directed film. A lot of control. A lot of personal elements to right. it you know what i mean that's the thing is he w- wears that movie on its sleeve Absolutely. and yet it's kind of the tip the, the tip of his mastery so it would be it'd be a shame if he lost yeah no well i have uh tied uh two directors for my uh, oh, okay. which was nominated uh first one is bo burnham mm-hmm. for eighth grade uh which again like we were saying earlier with the screenplay i mean uh it's just so beautifully done and like it really gives just a, like a fresh coat of paint to the uh yeah. the whole coming of age thing. Um and then Bradley Cooper, a Star is Born, which everybody thought was going to be nominated and yeah. he's you know this is kind of like the Ben Affleck uh, yeah, Argo, Argo thing, thing all over right. again. Best picture but no best director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um pretty surprising that he was left out. I guess Yorgos took his spot really or Which I definitely yeah. disagree. <laughs> I hate that guy. I don't I don't hate the favorite, but I hate everything else he's made besides, right. you know for the most part. There's come there's earlier movies I like, but Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer are just burning trash. And I don't think he should be, even though I think that uh, the Oscars are complete bullshit, he still shouldn't be given the honor of that dubious title. Let the record show that I dig him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not speaking for David. I'm speaking for myself. But but yeah, uh, I can't believe that he's not made for best director. It's that's kind of a laughable thing. I I think Bradley Cooper uh, did a good job. I mean, for the first half of the movie, anyway, I think the second half falters a little bit from kind of stumbles that seems to be a pretty big uh consensus yeah consensus is that the first half amazing second half starts to kind of come apart i I think i like the second half too but uh i I could definitely see that criticism yeah well it's interesting too this is always for me like i think the outsider person 
doesn't really know how to articulate what a directing award is. Sure. Like what a direct what what you win, you know, as a director, how do you assess that looking at a movie? And I think it only takes maybe like industry people or or directors to be able to see kind of what that necessarily means. Because mm. a director should kind of blend into a project completely. I mean, they should almost be invisible. Yeah. So I imagine it's kind of tough for people to be like, you know, the movie's really good. Does that mean that the directing was really good? Right. And most of the time, yes, but not always are those things simpatico. So it's kind of interesting because overall, I think uh, um, A Star is Born is a very good movie and I enjoyed it. It's a good incarnation. It got a little sloppy, a little, little you know, less uh, sure-footed toward the end. But I think Bradley Cooper definitely should have been uh, in place of of uh, but Yorgos, their yeah. favorite. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, let's move on to the acting categories. Yeah. Um, starting with supporting actress. What do you got? Okay. So I got, I think Rachel Weiss is going to take it. Okay. Uh, I would love if Regina King won. That'd be my selection. Okay. And, um, Although I, yeah, I did want to mention as an honorable mention of that is I really loved Amy Adams in Vice. Mm. Uh, people kind of think that she was just kind of like, you know, kind of performance by the numbers. Yeah. And I, I've heard that before I went to go see it. And I didn't think so. I thought she was excellent. And I think she did a lot with her Lady Macbeth role. I think, that, I think she did a lot with it and it was really great. And she's pretty captivating every time you look, you know, see her on screen. Yeah. I'm always impressed with her. But I think Regina King would be my number one. And then I know this is kind of a, this is, here's a controversial one because it doesn't quite add up but i think given what vox lux was and how i think what three quarters of the movie didn't have natalie portman in it right right. i think natalie portman could have maybe had a best supporting actress nod in this role i think that would have been an awesome uh nomination i think so she was great in it. she's i mean as soon as she was on the screen your eyes were glued to her and this was already in a movie that was completely you i was breathless throughout the entire movie sure and then when finally she shows up she was just a powerhouse yeah. She was excellent in the film. Yeah, that would definitely be, I think, a controversial one, but totally earned. I mean... Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it would ever... I mean, there's no real, like, precedence for it, but yeah. I think it would be an interesting pick because she deserves it for sure. Right on. Well, my picks were reversed. Uh, okay. I have uh, the uh, Rachel Weisz in The Favorite as my pick and Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk as my guess for who's going to win. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, Regina King seems to be cleaning up at all the other awards, and I think, uh, you know, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I think this is where they uh, where they award this film, where mm-hmm. I think it should be getting... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it should be getting more uh, more attention, but I think she's kind of the, the place where this film gets its award. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Rachel Weisz is so good. <laughs> the yeah, favorite. Is, yeah. I love her so much in it. Um, and then my uh, my wish would have been Olivia Cook and Thoroughbreds, which I think was maybe a little too small of a movie, mm-hmm. a little too early in the year. I mean, it came out came out in like January, January or February yeah. or something. Uh, so I, I I think it was just a little bit under the radar and forgotten. But she's so good in it. She's such a great sociopathic character yeah um yeah i i love her in this and i i can't wait to see her do more i think she's gonna have like such a career ahead of her yeah great, i agree great young actress um all right so supporting actor okay this one this one's easy for sure <laughs> because i think i think sam elliott's gonna get it okay but i really want richard e grant to get it okay. he's my pick for what i really desire i think he's phenomenal I think it's long overdue for him to get this kind of recognition. And then no hands down, no question 
I think Jude Law should have got the, the nomination for again for Vox Lux. Wow, nice. Because he was transformative. Yeah. And electrifying. I that. loved him in it. And you know what? I think Vox Lux is so I, I didn't have him as my wish only because I didn't think of it because it's so <laughs> far away. Like I just can't picture the Academy ever. I know. You know what I mean? So it's like it didn't even cross my mind. But yeah, Jude Law <laughs> is so good in that movie. So Every moment he's in it, just his hands in his pockets yeah. and his like weird little windbreaker, and he's just like with the accent and the focus in his face, and you know he is uh you know he to me he's one of those guys that you know is a is a worthy replacement for like a Daniel Day Lewis and right opinion. not quite as extreme you know he's not right. like living in the woods making shoes or anything <laughs> but uh, he definitely he actually acts yeah every time you see him he's something different um, in this performance in particular I was blown away. Every time he was on screen, I thought he stole it. I yeah. think he's absolutely incredible in it. And again, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I think that I'm so happy Richard E. Grant got a nomination. Yeah. That's really all I care about. That's like one of the only reasons I've been really excited for the Academy <laughs> Awards this year. I follow him on Instagram and I watch all of his excite, like day to day moments of him being super excited about his nomination. Yeah. So I really hope he wins. But I think this also might be uh, the Sam, Sam Elliott's year because mm-hmm. he's also been kind of an unsung. Hero of cinema, sure. And absolutely. he was pretty good. He hammed it up a bit in A Star Is Born, but yeah, but but I think he might win. I agree. He hammed it up a little bit, but he is my pick. Um, okay, for, <laughs> for winning? Yeah, for uh, yeah. for uh, or no, no, for my pick. Oh, well, you? I'm sorry, I'm confused. Yeah. But this, probably, I know, I'm very confused. It does I'm make sorry. it a little confusing. My pick, my guess, but yeah, my my guess for who's gonna win is Mahershala Ali for Green Book. You think? Yeah, I do think so. Uh, I I think the Academy, that'd be two in a row. I think, right? uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's pulling a Tom Hanks on us. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> he's kind of on fire, though. You it's, know? He is on fire. And, he's amazing. Yeah, and I do think that they, I think this is the right, like, the, the right organization to love this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, it, I mean, yeah. I, I do think Green Book is going to do quite well. Um, little, t- it's teed up a bit. Yeah, I do think so. My, uh, my wish is very out of left field. Okay. So prepare yourself. I'm prepared. All right. Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout, which is, I know, a very weird pick, but he's such a character. I mean, he's such a memorable character. You think I, so? Yeah, I think I'm going to remember this character for a long time. I think he's just... With a double agent type? It, 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 triple agent? Not what so is much it? the story. It's more the performance. It's, okay. it's his more mustache. just him. His mustache, his presence on yeah. screen. His body. Um, yeah, his body. His, Obviously. His, his reloading his arms in the, in the bathroom <laughs> fight. Um, I mean, he's. it's just it's just a character that I think is going to stick with me a long time, and that's why I'm picking it as, okay. as something I wish. It's, of course, a very very like Fun. way way out that's of why out it's of, a wish yeah it's a wish but yeah. i don't think it's any more ridiculous than wanting jude law <laughs> because any no one gives a shit about vox Locks. i know it's crazy it actually has a i looked it up today it has a a, a green splat on rotten tomatoes oh that's crazy people hate it that's crazy i, I know it is it's a very very just love or hate movie like, I, know. I don't think anybody's in the middle on it it's so good though we got an episode coming up on it in March. We it's already been in the can, and uh, the guy I did it with, Josh Bell, he hated it. Uh, I, I loved it though. So it's an fool. interesting episode. So. I don't know Josh Bell, but fuck Josh Bell. 
I don't know him, but he's wrong. I'm kidding. Josh, if you're listening, I'm kidding. I'm just messing around. Well, Josh didn't want to do uh, an Oscars episode, so thank you for being Oh, there. okay. I'm, I'm, your fi- I'm filling in for Josh Bell. He gets the last laugh. <laughs> you get stuck with the Oscars. Okay, fine. You got Vox Lux. You get the Oscars. I, I can just, yeah, just go see Vox Lux. Make up your own mind. It's brilliant. Josh is wrong. <laughs> so uh, let's go on to actress. What do you got? Okay. Let's see what I got here. I got, um, so I think that, I think Gaga is going to win. I think, I don't know why, but I just, she was, one, she was great. Yeah. She was excellent. I was blown away by Gaga, and I think (laughs) she's going to win. I really think that Glenn Glenn Close should win. Mm. I think her performance in The Wife was absolutely brilliant. I I wish that, I wish she would win. Uh, And I really think, and I have a tie for my wish, which is Elsie Fisher. Mm-hmm. uh lc right from uh that's how it's pronounced from um from eighth grade oh yeah and i definitely think that tony collette could have actually taken it because again elevate i think she's i think that they kind of relegated this horror movie to middle of the year summer type of movie mm-hmm. that we're going to be forgetting it by the time it's award season and it wasn't a perfect film i didn't like particularly love hereditary all the way in as a film mm-hmm. but i think atmosphere wise and performance wise uh, was excellent and and Tony Collette was um was also really captivating. Yeah. And she gave a great performance from like her bones, like from the marrow of her bones, she performed that role. She's so good. So I think yeah, she's and she's great just in general. So yeah. I think she should get more recognition. Uh so yeah, she there those two are on my wish list. Right on. Well, I my uh my guess of what's going to win is actually Glenn Close in in oh, okay. Life. Uh, and my pick would be Lady Gaga. Oh man, we're so, reversed. Yeah, reversing it up. We didn't. Uh, we didn't plan this yeah, to make it more interesting. We absolutely. promise. But it, it is. It's. It's what I think. And uh, hopefully, you're right because Glenn Close should win. I, I think she will. Uh, and Tony Collette should be the winner. I, I think Tony <laughs> Collette in Hereditary is the performance of the fucking year. I yeah. mean, she's so freaking good in it. Um, I also she think... did her own crawling. Yeah. Her, she did her own head turning. Yes, I know so she did. So that's she's, yeah. She actually changed she's got a bag of tricks. Her body chemistry <laughs> for this role. You know, I I've I've ranted about this in our piecing it together Facebook group and on Twitter and stuff. But you know, there's this weird thing this year. I don't know why they did this, but A24 just refused to put any money into any kind of campaigning for any of their movies, really. It's like kind of a miracle that First Reformed even has uh, that uh, screenplay nomination. Yeah. Because, you know, there is a whole game to be played, and they just they just said, we're not spending any money this year for whatever reason. Yeah, and maybe they're telling the Oscars to suck it. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> which they should. The thing is, we everyone should, yeah. and then we won't have to do this shit anymore. Yeah. Oh, I want to thank God for working six weeks out of the year and getting paid $30 million. You want to thank God for that? Okay. Yeah. Whatever ridiculous but uh also i didn't write elsie fisher down but she would also be a she great would one. she yeah She'd she so i mean great. the thing is i don't know if she would win but she should be nominated she should be that would be great i mean if we had um what's her name ryan o'neill's kid from paper moon get it <laughs> who was excellent but right. i'm just saying you know no have elsie fisher so what do you got for actor actor i have uh so i think unfortunately okay fucking freddie mercury's gonna win oh jesus christ you know, because he was turning on that lamp so convincingly when he was lonely. <laughs> that piece of fucking shit trash movie. And I, I really want Bale to win. I think Christian Bale did a superb job as Dick Cheney. Somehow was able to make him not a cartoon character. Right. Batman from... Mm-hmm. I think somehow he did an excellent job of making him human, making him empathetic and, and or sympathetic and thus have, being empathetic. 
uh, just a really stunning performance. Um, and then I really wish that I got two. I got another tie here, but I wish that uh, Rupert Everett uh, for the Happy Prince, uh, his performance as Oscar Wilde, uh, was nominated because it was like a twenty-year process to get this film made, and R- Rupert Everett put his heart, soul, blood, bone marrow into it, and it's a great performance. And then uh, I know everyone's gonna hate me for this, but guess what? Don't care. Ragaz. I think Ragaz, he's my wish. Mm. He should have got nominated. Because he has this whole thing going on right now, which is the anti-acting acting. <laughs> he's not acting. He's standing very quietly. And it's working. Okay? It's working, man. I love it. He was a brilliant Neil Armstrong. He That movie is incredible. And uh, he's compelling to watch in his methodical nature. I think he... I don't know if anybody knows anything about Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about him. And I feel like he brought that whole... Because he was kind of a dick. Yeah, in real life, Neil Armstrong, not a not a great guy, right? And there's something about the intensity of Rygaz in that movie, and and his all the acting was right in his eyes, and I feel like I had a, like a window right into his brain, right? And he was just this very complicated, quiet, reserved man, and I think it's being overlooked because that's what the role called for, right? And yet he Rygaz was a chameleon in it. I do, uh, as much as I didn't love First Man, I I do agree that it's a difficult movie because of the fact that that character is just not someone you really want to watch. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, do though. Yeah, I, you I, do. maybe it's because I love that story and or, you know, I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah. I'm captiv- captivated by that performance in that film. All right. Right on. Well, uh my uh my guess for what's going to win is Christian Bale. Okay. Vice. I do think that he's going to get this. Um I I do think you're right though that Bohemian Rhapsody could take it. Motherfuckers. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Um but uh, my pick would be Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. Um, oh, okay. Definitely doing a bit of a character, but it's a very entertaining character. Yeah. He also um, freaking is awesome as a performer and, yeah. and all the music scenes. I mean, and he really did all that. Is there, is there no end to his talent? That's crazy. He's Rocket and Raccoon. He looks, and he looks good. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it's ridiculous. I, my favorite part in that film is when he tells Lady Gaga that her music sucks and she's ugly. <laughs> I was like, this is the best moment of this movie. He right. should win an award just for this. He's right. like, your songs are stupid, and I yeah. think you're ugly. And I was like, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah let's see how far we can get yeah. the audience. I mean, she's not uh, ugly. She's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but just that he was, like, pissed off. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think he was great. He, he kind of had, like, this, like, Towns Van Zant thing going on. Yeah. Um, and But I think you're right, though. It really walked the line of not being too character-y. Yeah. Because uh, at first, I was kind of like... I had a really weird emotional reaction to his to his performance right away. One, I was like blown away by mm. his musical talent, and I was like, "Man, this guy can do everything. Right. He could like vomit in Wedding Crashers. He could voice a raccoon, and he could also be like a masterful filmmaker." Yeah. So he's a really excellent guy. And um, but then I was like, "Oh, but I don't like that he's like playing this like cowboyish character." And then I quickly forgot that criticism and just got really into it and right. liked it. Right. Right. So it just kind of went through these levels of like loved it, didn't like it, loved it, and I thought he was great throughout the movie. So I, I give it. Absolutely. My uh, my wish is of course Ethan Hawke in First Reform. Oh, uh, which, I know. Which I mean, uh, I forgot along, about that. <laughs> yeah, along with Tony Collette. I mean, the both of them should be the winners this year. Neither. Yeah. Of them what am I thinking? Nominated because of a twenty four. Go against everything cheap. I said. I want Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with me on that. One hundred percent. He's so good in that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, even when he's flying over the hilltops. Yeah. I was like, I buy all this. Every second. Every, every moment. Se- every second of him. He's you know he's such a great actor. And I know that that's, I guess we all kind of acknowledge that, but there's something almost like unspoken about how good he is. It's true. 
there's it's kind of he lives in a weird parallel to where like we all know he's great and we all like him but yet no one really talks about him that much and then every year he comes out or every other year he comes out with this great performance and this one was the best one yet I feel like a lot of actors could say, oh, I don't really give a shit about the Oscars anyway. Yeah. I feel like Ethan Hawke would mean it. Like, I don't think no, he yeah, would Yeah, he's give... painting something with his bare feet right now. Yeah. He doesn't exactly. give two shits. doesn't give two shits whatsoever. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, all right, we're on the best picture. What do you okay, got? What do you, okay. This is moving fast. Yeah, I know. So best picture, I think, uh, the, again, this is out of the nominees. I think Green Book's going to win. Okay. And I want Green Book to win out of the nominees. Okay. And I think that what I blows my mind that it doesn't have a nomination is First Man. Okay. Get Black Panther out of there. <laughs> Put First Man in there. Well, first of all, what am I saying? Get Bohemian Rhapsody out of there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would take I would take what is how many? There are ten nominees, right? Yeah. I'd take nine Black Panthers <laughs> over one Bohemian Just Rhapsody. Every Marvel and DC movie that came out this year. <laughs> I would put Ant Man and fucking Wasp, which I love. Hey, I, I love what's what's a worse one? Pick a bad one. And I would put that in front of Bohemian Rhapsody. The worst movie of this year, the worst movie of twenty eighteen was that travesty. And it has a real chance of winning. It has a real way. chance. I, I don't want to put you in a bad mood. I don't here, know. But... I think it's, again, this is a, who gives a shit about the Oscars? It's all yeah. crap anyway. I would totally believe that it's going to win Best yeah. Picture. That's the thing. Who can, if it does, yeah. then, the, then the world is truly corrupt. Yeah. We should all give up hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, I want First Man. First I'm... Man should... I, when I saw First Man, I thought this is a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. It, I don't you know, know if it was going to win, but it's a nominee. As much as I didn't love it, I am very surprised it's not nominated. It, yeah. it definitely deserves to be in the conversation, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, we should talk about it one day, why you don't like it. I, yeah. I, 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 I think don't I'd have the, to watch it again and, like, really... Yeah, yeah it, just, it just didn't... I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. Maybe but, it's interesting. It yeah. really trips my trigger. I, maybe I'm the crazy one. I totally... <laughs> I, I know, even though, like, I'm the only person that thinks Bohemian Rhapsody is as bad as it is... I don't think I'm wrong. I yeah. think the world is wrong. Yeah. But when it comes to first man, or yeah, for, maybe I'm wrong. I'll totally accept that maybe I'm just somehow enamored with it and it doesn't deserve it. But I do not get the love for Bohemian, the love for Bohemian. It's Rhapsody. funny on on Twitter, the two movies that people love and I just don't get are Widows, which we both hated, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. First Man. Those two movies together are like where I separate from everyone else on film. Twitter. So people like first man. Oh yeah. People love it. Because, yeah. Oh, cause the thing is I've been getting that no one likes it. No, they, they do. Just they my do. circle. Maybe. People yeah. Like it. Yeah. It, I mean, there's some people that don't, but, but, but I mean, it's definitely pretty beloved. I think. Wow. I didn't. Okay. Well, yeah. that's nice. You're not alone. You're not alone. Good. I promise you're not alone. Chris. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I am alone in the hatred of Bohemian Rhapsody and I will wear, wear that proudly. You're alone in a sea of, People who just don't have any taste. <laughs> really, what it comes down the thing to is, it. like, here's my thing. I'm just gonna make a quick comment about this. Uh-huh. I really wish that movie was better. Yeah. For the fans' sake. Right. I don't like getting up here and talking about how terrible it was. I wish it was great. Yeah. Because Queen fan uh, Queen. Well, I can't talk anymore. I'm so angry about this movie. <laughs> Uh, fans of Queen... He's turning red right I'm now. I'm beat red. <laughs> fans of Queen deserved a better movie. Right. I deserved a better... We all deserved a better movie. It was the yeah. laziest... Like, and the thing is, maybe it's because I saw Dewey Cox, and it ruins all mu- musical biopics for me now. Because it was... True. It's like... The, it's like... 
three people in a room watch a Dewey Cox and then wrote scenes in a first draft. Exactly. And then gave it to one of the biggest monsters of Hollywood <laughs> to make it into an over. It's the only reason it might not win is because how hated because Brian, Brian Singer, Singer is. Yeah. God, I hate Brian Singer. That, that's the only reason that. It, that's the only reason why Green Book is going to win. That's my guess. Of I'm sorry win. I keep talking through your lists. <laughs> oh, no, no. You're not talking to okay. my list. You sure? Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Green Book's going to win. I, I don't want it to win. but I Really? Mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's I, good. It's, be- it's better than First Man. I, <laughs> that's that's tough. I uh, have to think about that. Yeah. But no, I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm so torn on that movie. I, I was when we did the episode, and I still just, I, I just... I don't know. It's just so good. Mm. Yeah, so it's conventional. It is. It's very. That's conventional. the pro- That's for me. That's my biggest problem with it is that it's conventional. But is but it's just a good movie. Like I, you know, every time I'm on this podcast with y'all, I always say that I I constantly break my own rules. Mm-hmm. I have these arbitrary things that make a good movie, and they they never are the same again and again. Making a good movie is some kind of magical circumstance that happens. You know, you just have these. You have these performances, you have the script, you have this direction, you have all this different stuff, and sometimes it just comes together and sometimes it doesn't. And you could make a movie on paper that sounds terrible and have it be great. Yeah. And you can have a mo- the movie on paper that sounds great and have it be terrible. Yeah. And there's just no rhyme or reason. So I, I look at films just like paintings. You know, I look at a painting and I either connect to it or I don't. And sometimes I look at a film and I go, this is a good movie or it's not. And Green Book, despite all of its flaws, despite how on paper I think it, w- it would be trash, it's just a good movie. It it works for me. I, I connect to it emotionally. I think it was not nearly as lazy as it could have been. And there's something kind of sweet about it, but and but not in a um kind of a disgusting like toothpaste commercial way. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that, that's my argument for it. It just works. All right. I I, I give in. It, it's good. Accept it. It's good. Accept that it's good. It's good. Anyone that says it's <laughs> not good, I think is just they just set out not to like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> is it best picture? Was was Shape of Water best picture no. material? No. No. Mm-mm. It's good. Yeah. I like when she masturbates. <laughs> I like a lot of stuff, but also when she masturbates. Right. I agree. Best picture? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. there you go. That's well, the Oscars for you. My pick. Buy, buy your win is essentially it. There you go. My pick out of these nominees would be A Star is Born. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's also like one of my favorite albums of the year. I think the music in it is just fantastic. Yeah, so good. It, it's just such an enjoyable movie. I, I mean, it's a movie I could totally see rewatching, whereas a lot of these other movies, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, definitely a star is born. It's certainly not my favorite movie of the year, uh-huh. but of these picks, it definitely is a movie that I wish was nominated. Um, is eighth grade. I uh, uh-huh. brought it up a bunch of times on this episode. Yeah. I really realized as I was going through and making this list, damn, I really did love Eighth Grade. <laughs> what a great movie. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's such a beautiful movie. And um, we just rewatched it uh, like a couple weeks ago. Um, Gina hadn't seen it yet. And I was just bawling my eyes out. And I, I don't even like kids. You know yeah, I mean? no, yeah. It's They're like, horrible. Yeah. And it, it's still just, it just got me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Kind of inexplicably. Yeah. It's a great... Because you, you added that you think Bo Burnham should be on Best Director. And I don't yeah. know if I necessarily agree with that, because I don't know if it's really his direction. I think it's more his writing. 
And that performance. Is that, that's a good point. Yeah, because it is just an amazing screenplay. That and, screenplay and a performance. shines. Yeah, the dad, yeah. too. Great performance there as yeah, well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. What's funny, too, is we're kind of getting in, like, so I'll make one last little note about First Man, which I think is worth mentioning. Uh-huh. And, and kind of in, with eighth grade kind of teeing it up. There's a couple different types of movies out there where we're becoming really obsessed with the writing and the screenplays. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, I kind of force you to mention original screenplay, so I'm guilty of it too. But as a filmmaker and as someone who identifies as a writer and who started as a writer, it's been a long journey to really try to understand how to communicate visually. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why I'm so taken with First Man is that it truly makes an attempt to be cinematic. And when I think about eighth grade, I don't necessarily think of the word cinematic. I think of the writing and I think of the performance and all of those things. Right. Cinematic is a, is a vague subjective term. Mm-hmm. This is just for me personally. But when I think of first man, I think it's probably the most cinematic movie that I saw this year. When I think about green book, for instance, it's the writing, it's the performances. Yes. There's a camera there yeah. <laughs> and yes, it's capturing these things. But did it really tell its story through its camera? And, you know, the answer for most movies in general, not just this year, is no. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, uh, I think Eighth Grade is a superb screenplay. It might even be Best Picture. I mean, like Annie Hall had nothing to do with its camera, sure. for instance, and it won Best Picture. So, again, there's no rhyme or reason, but Eighth Grade's a, a written masterpiece. And I think First Man, I don't know if it's quite a masterpiece, but First Man really makes an effort to give us a cinematic story. As far as being cinematic, I, I would agree with that about First Man. Yeah. Um, that's one place where it definitely shines. I also think A Star is Born kind of fits that bill as well. I, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's just, it's total Hollywood, total film, totally, yeah. It's but it's actually beautiful. done visually. Yeah. Like, and it's the thing, it was, it was, it's funny, I, don't, I was really hesitant to be overly critical of A Star is Born because it's like his first movie, so I was trying to pull punches. Mm-hmm. And the first... 30 minutes i was really exhilarated i thought i was like wow this is really good even yeah. you know, the live music and then every now and again there'd be a, a shot that was like composed like shit and you're, <laughs> i was just like oh that is ugly but, but it's okay it's okay man it's okay you're doing great yeah hang on hang tight you're doing <laughs> awesome and i ended up ultimately really liking the movie but yeah there's but it was a movie i think that attempted to tell its story mainly visually yeah and and musically mm-hmm. you know yeah. was such a big part musically and you know film is a lot like music and that there's kind of this progression of atmosphere and tonal things and and you know and so that's yeah i agree with you i think stars born is definitely one of the most cinematic sure absolutely so that i mean that brings us to the end do you want to like is there anything else you want to uh chat about as far as the oscars are concerned any other stop watching them <laughs> stop giving a shit winning doesn't mean they're good it's all bullshit yes you have to pot you have to pay for your nominations you have to have like pay two hundred thousand dollars to even be nominated for best picture mm-hmm. it's a big jerk off uh go see the movies anyway yes and uh they're also still old crusty white guys no matter what it's true. Old crusty white <laughs> and old crusty white guys love Green Book, which is why it's going to win. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's true. It really, it's true. I know. I feel like I'm an old crusty white guy, but it's good. I can't help it. No. At least for me, like one of those things. For me, the Green Book is like one of those things. Where I'm like, okay, well, at least it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I really like Shape of Water, but I was kind of shocked that it won. And the thing is, I don't really keep up with. I don't really keep up with these Academy Awards. So I think even you told me last year, you were, I think you were the one who told me, I think Shape of Water is going to win. Mm-hmm. So I think you're a little bit more clued in to like what 
is going on from the political end of things. Right. I try to basically just ignore the Academy Awards in all <laughs> sh- you know, ways, shape, and form. But, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Green Book has the support. It has the backing that it needs to win. Yeah. And it's like the favorite to win. And it won, what, best comedy and, or musical for Golden Globes, right? It al- already won that. I think so. I think it had. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like if Bohemian Rhapsody wins with a Mike Myers fourth wall break and it wins best picture... I kind of hope it does, so I could be like, see? Are you going to tune in next year? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, at least they'd finally have their popular film that they wanted so badly this year, because right. the mainstream masses seem to love that movie. Right, I know. And they even, what they talked about shortening it, because they, didn't want, they don't want to give a what. No one wants to watch the technical people get their awards. Which is such bullshit. Which is so tragic. These, poor, this is, these are the people that actually make the movie. Yeah. You know, sometimes directors can show up shit face drunk and do nothing yeah and the movie will happen around them yeah and it's because of all these extremely talented people you know Suppo- not a very good movie usually but supposedly um they were only going to do two of the songs obviously lady gaga and uh-huh. then the the song from black panther and i guess lady gaga supposedly went to them and said no everybody's got to perform so the compromise they came to is they're going to perform 90 seconds of each song what yeah which <laughs> is like what are they doing? No host, cutting out a bunch of categories, 90 seconds of each song. It's like, what the This hell? is a train wreck. Yeah, what, what happened to doing? Billy Crystal? <laughs> Can we know. get Billy Crystal back? <laughs> Let's get him to do this again. I know what he back wants it. to. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> just like, please, no. Please uh, leave me out of this shit. I know. No one uh, wants to do it. Yes, there is really no host, huh? Yeah, no host. That is weird. It's freaking bizarre. Oh, it only took 91 years for yeah. all the wheels to totally fall off. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. When Billy Crystal's passing you up, yeah. you got problems. No, yeah. You absolutely. know they put a call into his publicist, yeah. and they just didn't even return the call. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, you got anything you want to plug or recommend or anything? Wrap this thing uh, up? No. no. Go, I, I'm working on stuff. Nothing different. I'm still working on my movie, still working on the television show. So things are going really well, but I have nothing really new to report on those you know, on those uh, fronts, uh, just keep, you know, keep posted on my social media and stuff like that for updates and details. Um, and the biggest thing is, I guess, really all kidding aside, uh, all of my nastiness about the Oscars. The good thing is, is that these movies are getting recognized. Go see these movies, go seek them out. It's getting harder and harder to see, uh, good films in Vegas because they don't last very long in mm-hmm. theaters. So, uh, try to take advantage of, of learning about movies through the nominations and go out there and see movies and make up your own mind. And, you know, don't listen to us about what's good and what's bad. <laughs> right. You know, I just like to yell and scream. But go like whatever you like. And hopefully you enjoy more than you don't enjoy. And there's still a lot of great films being made. And uh, so we're, we're lucky just to, to be able to see them and watch these movies. That's what podcasts are for, is yelling and screaming at a mic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really feel it's important for you to know how much I hate, th- hate things. <laughs> so, Especially Bohemian Rhapsody. I hate it so much, guys. <laughs> the end. I'm out. Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decatur. We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decatur, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. 
Thank you very much. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chris Cranach, getting into the uh, nominees for the 91st Annual Academy Awards. Uh, it's going to be a weird show this year. No host, all the weird things with the music performances. And uh, I, I, there's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it's going to be the Oscars' finest moment. But you know I'm going to be watching anyway because I love movies and I can't help myself. So uh, we'll see what happens with these predictions. We'll see if we're right. Um, I don't know if we'll do a post-Oscar wrap-up special episode or not we'll see we got a lot of episodes in the pipeline that i would rather just kind of get to to be honest there's a lot of new movies coming out um and we also have a couple episodes that we already have in the can that uh i'm looking forward to posting now that they're uh starting to hit vod so i really want to get to some of these other movies so i'm really looking forward to the future of the show so with that said, you should be subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You could also rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Check out our website, PiecingPod.com. And join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. That will do it for today. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a piece of my music. And what should I leave you guys with? I think I'm going to leave you with a song called Dreams Like These from my album, An Unseen Sky. Hope you dig it, and we will be back with another episode on Friday.
and all points west. 